What is going on, guys? This is Brendan Burns, and welcome to The Brendan Burns Show. Join me as I interview, dissect, and share the stories of high performers who have created the life that they deserve on their terms. I sit down with speakers, professional athletes, and successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who have chosen to live a life of fulfillment and joy over status and money. In each episode, I share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Today's episode is called 10 Months of No Fap. Now, if you don't know what NoFap is, you can look it up, you can Google it, but essentially it means no masturbation. And when I realized that I had a problem with pornography in my life, I started to research about it and read Your Brain on Porn and all these different books and articles and blog posts. And I was so jacked up with porn and sexting that I was so far from even realizing that masturbation was a problem for me, that there are negative consequences to it. And I had seen like very occasionally um, a monk or someone ridiculously disciplined, like David Goggins level, insane discipline, beast mode status, who was able to do like one year no fap, for example which means one year, not only of no, no pornography, but one year also not masturbating as well. So because I was so far from that being a possibility, I never even attempted it. You know, I was so focused on quitting sexting first, which I did, then stuck with pornography for a long time, which I talk about in some recent episodes, if you want to hear how, why I quit pornography and then how I quit pornography. I did a three-part series on that last year. But this episode is called 10 Months of No Fap. And it's one of my proudest accomplishments and achievements. And I have definitely not done it on my own. I would not have thought to do it by myself. I would not have been able to do it without incredible, incredible support of mentors and people in my community. But May 15th, 2021 was when that counter started. And in March 15th of 2022, which I'm recording this on March 3rd or 4th, I gotta, I've been camping in the woods the last couple of months. It's March 5th already. Cool. So it's a Saturday. And then next, the following Tuesday will be 10 months officially. So I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I'm celebrating 10 months a little early, but I feel very confident and very good about this. So I wanted to do an episode sharing my experience of coming up on 10 months of no fat in my life. And I'm going to share, first of all, why I did no fat, why I stepped into even trying to do this, the rationale, how I've been able to do it, how I've been able to maintain doing this, the benefits I've experienced, and I'll share more about that as well. Now, one of the reasons, one of the first times I've ever heard about this, no fat, no masturbation, this whole concept was when I stepped into personal development, I started to 
meditate and journal and work out more and work on my mindset. And I started to see a lot of blogs talking about different ways to enhance your mindset and become sharper and clearer. And Tim Ferriss, actually, one of my ultimate mentors, I used to love his podcast and listen to it all the time. He got me into world travel. The four-hour work week changed my life and the way I think about running my business today. But he had a blog post called No Bomb, 30-Day No Bomb Challenge, and N-O-B-O-M. And it was no booze or masturbation was what N-O-B-O-M stood for. And I thought it was fascinating. And so I enlisted two of my friends to do this with me. Said, hey, guys, we're going to put in a little bit of money or whatever, just accountability. I forget which. But we said, all right, I set up a group chat. I said, all right, for 30 days, all three of us, we're not going to have a sip of alcohol and we're not going to masturbate. And the alcohol part wasn't so bad for me. It wasn't so challenging. I never really felt like I was pulled to alcohol in my life or it was really challenging to let go of that. But I've talked openly about my struggles in the past with pornography. And this too came to the forefront and I could not go more than a couple of days. It was like the episode of Seinfeld, the contest. It was my life. And so initially, I saw a little bit about this NoFap challenge through Tim Ferriss. And then when I was on Reddit during my porn recovery, I would see there were two subreddits. One was called Porn Free and one was called NoFap. And I mostly read the, I actually read both uh, forums because there was a lot of overlapping helpful information across both. But I just felt like NoFap was too extreme and not necessary, not possible. I didn't think it was something I could actually ever do. And I also was, like I said, so jacked up on porn and sexting that it wasn't even on my radar. It's like, to me, it was like how to bench press 500 pounds when I'm I'm not even doing 10 pushups a day. So, but I saw it and it was initially planted in my mind. And I even remember one of my old coaches George Collins, who uh, is a sex and porn addiction coach, he told me that he went a full year without masturbating. And I couldn't believe it. And Well, I believed him, obviously, but I couldn't believe that I could ever do it. And again, I was, you know, stuck in porn. So I didn't, I didn't even attempt it. But fast forward to beginning of 2021, and I'm in San Diego, and the quality of the community that I was in, the quality of the people in my life really dictated how I was living and the results I got in my life. And these are the same people that I've talked about in past podcast episodes who helped me quit pornography, come up with the idea to do that and then follow through on it. And it was the same thing with NoFat. And someone said to me that they shared the idea again with me and how women you know, like seeking partners and and getting married, like wouldn't feel comfortable with their man doing that. And I was like, well, porn's one thing, but no fab is another. And I had a lot of resistance to it, but the seed was initially planted and I had recently quit pornography. So at that point I felt like, okay, I've eradicated porn, even though it's recent, it's been a few months, maybe I could go after this thing. But I was very skeptical. And so I sought additional counsel. Because I was actually, that was a woman sharing her perspective on it. And I was like, yeah, that's great. But I'm a dude. And, you know, you don't understand guys. Like, we have to do that. It's like sneezing. That's what I thought. Like, biologically, it was a necessity. And so I, 
And by the way, before I continue, I don't want to say that masturbation is a bad thing. I'm not here to tell you what to do at all. I'm not religious. I'm not saying don't look at pornography, don't masturbate. I'm just telling you that if you want to stop either of those things, here's how I did it. And here's my story of why I did it and how I did it. So this is just want to disclaim this big disclaimer. I'm not saying, I mean, I personally, I'm happier and feel better. And I've had a lot of positive results as a result of quitting both. But I'm not going to tell you do this, don't do this, you should do this, you shouldn't do this. I just want to make that clear. But anyway, someone shared this perspective with me, and it was intriguing enough to do further research. So I asked my friend Ray for coffee. Ray was a new friend in San Diego. I really respected and admired how he showed up in community, the type of father he is, the type of husband he is, um, his knowledge, how he pours into other people. And we were at coffee, and... I ran this idea by him and I was like, oh, this, yeah, someone said this to me. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> you know, this is nuts. Like this girl's tripping. Right. And he said, no, man, you gotta get that out of your life. And I was like, why? And he walked me through what he believed about it. And what he walked me through was very similar to content I had seen because again, being in personal development, being in the desire to quit pornography, I had seen videos about, people making arguments in favor of nofap and there apparently is a chapter in think and grow rich by napoleon hill where he talks about the benefits of keeping that energy what napoleon hill says is you want to keep that strength and energy and testosterone inside of yourself and not release it you want to use that energy for something different for business for growth for energy for working out you don't want to deplete that energy. You want to use it for something else. So that was one concept and one rationale I'd seen. I've also heard other people talk about how when you fap, you are almost always having some kind of fantasy associated with it, which can create further dopamine and warp sexual fantasies, which can then later hurt your future relationship or future marriage. Because if you pair fapping with certain thoughts in your brain, like fantasies about certain pornographic situations, then when you're intimate with your husband or wife, you're biologically conditioned to go there and to think about those things. And so one of the things that you want to consider is, do I want to pair that type of behavior with, uh, with the, you know, those thoughts? Um, and then, you know, ultimately just training yourself to then really anchor that in. And then, you know, and one other thing I've heard too, is like, you know, not thinking about an ex-partner or anything, because like, you really anchor in whatever you're thinking about when you're engaging in that type of behavior. So what I saw, just another argument in favor of NoFap that I thought was interesting was if you are if you are engaging in masturbation, you're typically pairing some kind of fantasy, which could you know impact you negatively in terms of your sexuality and how you show up with uh, you know with other people in relationships. But anyway, I had that was my first that was my first coffee was with the guy named Ray, and I was like, all right, I hear you, and I respect the heck out of you and who you are and what you've done in your life. So if you've done it and it's worked for you and you think it's a great idea, um, I'm not definitely doing it, but I'll get a second opinion. <laughs> so 
Then I called my friend James, who's another amazing, amazing guy who I met in San Diego. And he also quit pornography, I believe, before he got married. And so I really respected his sharing with me about his recovery and how he did that. And so I called him up and I was like, hey, dude, you know, Ray called me this crazy thing and thinks I should quit tapping. Like, you know, that's nuts, right? Like, we're dudes. We need to do it, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, nah, dude. He, like, went after it hard. He was like, bro, that is canceled right now. You have removed it from your life. I was like, dude, I don't, I'm not asking you to remove it or pray it out of me. I'm just asking your opinion. But he just went there boldly. And he, he declared that it was going to be left from me. And he just went after it. And he also shared similar perspective. He's like, if you want to quit pornography, you should definitely, definitely quit that too. So that was my second opinion, but I still wasn't convinced. So I went for one more. And the last guy I asked was one of the few people in my life who I feel like really, truly understand and understood my personal experience on a deep level. He was, um, I believe, sexually abused when he was very young. Um, I know he had porn addiction. I know he had a variety of other addictions. And he was completely recovered and sober and happily married, had kids, leading 12-step programs. And I really, 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 really respected this guy because he had totally walked out what I was hoping to do in my life in terms of quitting pornography, marriage, healthy, community, all this stuff. And so... <laughs> I I met up with him one night and we sat down and it's so funny to think back on this because when I shared and asked him for his opinion on it, I was still very much closed off to this concept, even though I had already had all these signs, all these people really encouraging me to stop. And so I sat down with him and I was like, yeah, you know, like these people are saying this and this is crazy, right? And he looked at me and he smiled. And he said, Brendan, for two years leading up to meeting my wife, I didn't masturbate. And my jaw almost hit the ground. I couldn't believe it. And he told me more about why and, and how it helped him kind of cleanse his mind and sort of repurify him and prepare him to step in to marriage from a different place. And I was just, you know, once I got that third sign, I was like, all right, I got I to gotta really do this. And so in that moment, I felt called to do it. And so my next question was, instead of debating or fighting, and my next question was, okay, how do I do it? And he said, you're not going to be able to do it alone. That's for sure. And that's when he started sharing more information about community and coming to these recovery meetings that he was co-hosting and getting support from mentors and really looking at ways to surrender it. And, and again, similar stuff to what I talk about. I did the three-part series on how to quit pornography. Very similar approach. So if you want to really hear kind of a lot of tactical and practical strategies on how I was able to quit pornography, quitting, fapping was very similar in my approach. And I talk about that in the three-part series. I believe it's the part two of that series. Part one was why I think more why I quit porn and overview part two of that podcast series was how I did it. Part three was maintenance. So part two, I think is where you want to go, but 
the how I did it was really the mentorship that I got from those men and continuing to go back to them and share what was up. And they were the ones who planted the seed and the idea or the reinforcement to carry it out. And then going to them regularly, sharing openly and vulnerably what was going on in my life, why it was challenging and having that accountability and shining the light on that and having people who ultimately would be checking in with me and calling me to ask me how I was doing with it. And so that was really helpful. Um, also sharing more about that journey with other people was extremely helpful. So for example, after I had gotten, and yeah, I mean, different mentors and friends and coaches have shared this with me too, is once you hit 30 days, 60 days, certainly 90 days, you want to start pouring into other people and supporting others who are looking to do what you've done. And so I remember sharing vulnerably, uh, opening up about how many days it's been, how many months it's been, and then finding people being really interested and wanting that in their life too. And then you starting to support them. Now you've cultivated kind of a tribe or a group or groups of people who are not relying on you, but they kind of are. They're relying on you. They want your mentorship in order to be healthy and get set free. And so if I'm not following through on this for me, then how are they going to have that freedom? And I didn't want to let those guys down. I wanted to be the person for to them the way that Ray and James and these guys were for me. And so that was hugely helpful in um, in quitting fapping because I just knew what was at stake and I knew that I could help other people if I was able to do this for myself. Um, trying to think what else helped me. I mean, there's also some practical things like, you know, if you go on YouTube and you Google like no fat techniques, you, you'll see like, you know, ice baths and ice showers, and, you know, almost, you know, deep, intense, heavy breathing and like, you know, so there's different ways to do it and different practical strategies that I'm not going to get as into today. But the I think the real thing was getting the idea from people that I really loved and loved me and then having that accountability and that the hunger and the motivation and like the, you know, just consistency of being around people who had walked that out. And then really I had shared that, Hey, this is something I want to do too. And regularly checking in regularly, you know, daily if necessary, but certainly at least weekly, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm struggling with going to 12 step meetings, meeting with people like healthy meetings with leaders who had that had years and years of quitting pornography and all these other things that had the fruit that I wanted. So those are some things that helped. Um, how do I maintain it today? I mean, quitting pornography obviously was huge for it. I think that when you remove that from your life, you just sort of calm down. You're not as jacked up and kind of hypersexual. Sexual, and, you know, people use it for different things. I was having a conversation last night with a friend who was, we were talking about how uh, masturbation can be used and a lot of men do it to help them fall asleep at night. It's like a, quick dopamine hit, floods your brain, calms you down, removes the anxiety. And so it's learning how to find different ways to relax, different ways to self-soothe. That was certainly a big thing for me was I sort of shifted from that 
to napping and meditating and relaxing and listening to soothing music and prayer music and these types of things as a new strategy and a new way to not fab. How else do I maintain it? I think once you have a certain streak going, it feels good to want to continue that and to continue to be able to tell your story and to impact other people. And so I now kind of have this streak going that I definitely want to continue. And Tony Robbins talks about pleasure and pain. And at this stage, the pleasure of fapping is greatly outweighed by the pain. Because for me, the pleasure of no fap is I get to talk about it. I get to inspire other people. I get all the benefits of, you know, I don't objectify a woman nearly as much. I've cleansed my brain of a lot of unhealthy sexual fantasies. I fall asleep without needing it. I feel a restoration in higher testosterone. I feel stronger. I feel more mental clarity. And so now that I've experienced the benefits, it's way easier for me to stay in this mode. And, you know, one of the final things I'll say here is if I can do it, anyone can. And I have not been able to do this on my own. I never would have thought to do it on my own. I never would have been able to do it on my own. So I really, really, really encourage you to find healthy mentors and not just one, but in a community setting, community setting, meetups, spiritual groups, church, whatever, just find something where there's a community of people who have what you want. I always when I was in New York, was looking for healthily married men who are very invested in personal development. And I would have people constantly call me out on that and say, Brandon, you're so judgmental. You're so obsessed with this marriage thing. Like, why do you want your marriage so bad? Why do you want these? Your mentor has to be married. Like, you can get value from someone even if they're not married. And I'm so glad I didn't listen to them, even though there's some truth to, yes, maybe I was idolizing marriage a little bit. And yes, you can get value from someone who's not married, of course. But I stayed convicted and and open and looking and hungry to find people who had what I wanted in my life. And I found it. And so keep looking. If you are looking for certain types of mentors, can always reach out to me, reach out to us. My team is one place where we can either help you out or try to point you in the right direction in your local community of how to do that. But really don't give up. Look for people who have what you want and ask them for coffee and ask them if you can take them out for a bite and pick their brain or call them up. Like that's what you want to do. And not just one person, but a community of people because one person shared an idea with me. And then I asked Ray and then I asked James and I asked a third person. And then once I decided, okay, I'm going to do this, then I had many, many people in my life holding me accountable that I could check in with. So hopefully that gives you a sense of how I've made it for almost 10 months of NoFap now. And really, if I can do this, anyone can. Thanks again and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. If it's your first time here, please make sure to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or in Spotify. Also, please leave us a rating or written review. This helps others learn about the show and spread the word to new and more people. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.